0: So for you to understand what's happening in the economy now, you have to have a good concept of history and basically um, the history of credit growth on a macroeconomic level. So I'm going to start off from the Bretton Woods Accord, right? So... Um, After World War II, uh, there was basically this idea of neoliberalism where uh, you could essentially create peace between nation states through economics and basically business partnerships, right? So the idea basically was through the expansion of globalized business and business partnerships and trade, that would actually be an easier way to essentially create, uh, you know, more coalescence and peace between governments, right? So um, one of the first steps in doing that was essentially the Bretton Woods Accord, right? So the purpose of the Bretton Woods Accord essentially was to begin the recovery after World War II. So after World War II, what you have basically is um, all of the European states have been destroyed, obviously, because of the war. Uh, America, obviously, uh, being uh, a nation state that was away from Europe, was able to survive the damage uh, in large part and essentially had uh, the fastest growing economy at that time, right? So the idea essentially was that we are going to take all of our nation's gold and we're going to give it to the U.S. and they're going to hold it in escrow. And we're essentially, in exchange, going to get U.S. dollars because they are now going to be... The international reserve dollar, right? So this is an easy way essentially for you to make commerce a lot easier because now when everyone's using the same currency, it's much easier for you to go through trade. And like I said before, if trade's easier, the idea basically was the fact that, uh, you know, it'd be easier to, to achieve peace or more, more cohesion, right? So Bretton Woods Accord happens. Um, this is like post-1945, right? So that worked for a bit so after this, after that period of time, essentially, you yeah, had the Cold War, and uh, there was a bunch of other basically geopolitical events um, that basically it it changed the framing or at least the perception of the U.S. in an international stage, right? So uh, between like Vietnam and like the Korean War and all these other things, a lot of the international community began questioning. Uh, oh, I should also mention, like around the eighties, you had um that you had basically. Uh, a, cra- a crash in oil production in, in, in the U.S., right? So a lot of the other nation states that gave their gold to the U.S. and the Woods Accord was like, yo, what's happening here? We don't know how you manage your economy. We don't know if this is the smartest idea, essentially, to give all our gold to you. So we're going to start redeeming U.S. dollars to get our gold back, right? So this is around the 80s, uh, uh, beginning of 80s, late 70s, Nixon era. And so essentially... The U.S. is going through stagflation where their economy was stagnating because essentially you're seeing oil production go down. Um, you also basically saw uh, – so the stag- stagnating economy, high interest rates, and you also basically saw inflation happening because people were basically trying to redeem the U.S. dollars, right? So in order to deal with this, what Nixon did was he took the, he took the U.S. dollar off of the, the um, off of the gold standard, right? I'm going to fuck up explaining specifically what that means, but for lack of a better term – Rather than pinning each dollar to all the gold that was available in the reserve, he essentially pinned the the dollar to uh, the production of oil, right? So the idea basically was that like, you need to have US dollars to to buy oil and energy is obviously key to each industry and each nation state basically expanding, right? So this was key in basically the expansion of credit growth because when you have a fixed amount of gold, right? It's hard for you basically to like create credit or for lack of a better term, print money, right? Um, because it's, it's all related to the gold. However, now, when you basically pin it, to take it off from pinning it to gold and pin it onto oil production, you're basically able to print as much dollars as there is demand for oil. Does that make sense? Right? So oil production, obviously, was was at a high around then. Uh, nation states were looking to build, you need to purchase oil, obviously, to expand manufacturing, everything to that extent. So as long as nation states were developing and growing, there was always a demand for for uh, U.S. dollars, and this is why the U.S. has like the U.S. dollar has that power, right? Because as long as the energy market exists, as long as you need to ha- like ha- need to get oil, you're going to need U.S. dollars, right? So because they you're going to have a demand for U.S. dollars, they can print as much as they want because it's always going to be the demand. That's the idea of it, right? So. Um, yeah, uh, the the unfortunate part of that is that like ec- economics still comes down to game theory, and there has to be some rationalization of how how things are going, right? So basically, um, the 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 ex- this this expansion of credit or the ability for like the U.S. and in, in, in institutions uh, in the U.S. to essentially print money and offer credit to uh, b- became I don't want to say weaponized, but b- it basically became like a very useful tool for uh, U.S. Di- diplomacy, right? So you had basically uh, paragovernmental um, agencies like the IMF, who essentially were able to issue uh, U.S. were basically able to issue credit to third-world countries as debt, but it showed up as a positive on, on on like basically like like U.S. institutions' books, right? So, let me slow down a second there, right? Right? So, you get onto the oil standard; it allows you to expand credit growth, and now you you can essentially, uh, at your own will, decide to basically print dollars and issue credit right um then this is done through basically the manipulation of interest rates and essentially working with uh the, the the mint at the federal reserve or whichever your respective central bank is to essentially obviously print the currency itself possibly even have a scenario where you have a system where you're buying back your own uh, national bonds right buying back debt so like an asset buyback program right um essentially to offer that money to the government for them to go into spending so this was a pretty useful tool. The unfortunate part about that, right, is that you had an expansion of debt, like a further 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 expansion of debt. This caused a bunch of crises, right? So basically like for example, um, when those in the 90s, you had in the 90s you had essentially the third world debt crisis, right? So the third world debt crisis is a bit convoluted. What happened basically is that the third, a lot of developing nations were offered a lot of debt And I I think it was like some of the, it was a couple, some I think it was some of them in South America or Eastern Europe began defaulting, and it sort of created a contagion where the rest of them started defaulting as well too, right? Um, In reality, what was happening there though is that, like I said before, um, the issuing of credit was being weaponized now, right? So. During the Cold War, you had a lot of basically spending operations done by the U.S. and, you know, different institutions in the U.S. or NATO or the West, essentially, to fight against communism and the, and the rise of the East, essentially. And what they would do is that they would go incentivize a politician somewhere in the, in the third world by supplying them a large amount of credit to facilitate, you know, them being popular within their nation, being able to win an election, and therefore being able to form a government that would be supported or at least that would be supporting or at least be backed by A Western entity, right? So all of that stuff was backed by this whole idea of credit growth, credit expansion, being able to actually weaponize the use of that credit growth, right? So that process was overutilized in the 90s, right? To basically make sure that a lot of countries in the third world ended up being democratic or more liberal rather than moving more so to the communist scheme of things, right? That basically caused the 1990s debt crisis because basically, what happened was that the West was issuing a whole bunch of credit to these countries and they knew that they wouldn't able, they would not be able to pay it back. The value of basically issuing the credit was to be able to actually get the support of, of, of the country and be able to have like resource relationships and whatnot with them. Right. And more so than that also just sort of win the cold war. So that's literally how the cold war was won. Right. Um, so yeah. So, so the nineties, the nineties the the, the debt crisis happens that caused basically like the 01 crash um, in, in markets, right? And then what you have from that process, right, is the continuous modification of of you know uh, modern money. The continuous modification of how central banks sort of operate, especially in their, uh issuance of, of of of. So basically, like ever so so after the 90s debt crisis, right? And after basically uh, uh, the 01 uh, market crash. Uh, You basically have, uh, you know, an incentive or basically an understanding that central banks can essentially manipulate interest rates and create asset buyback programs to essentially, uh, you know, moderate the state of economics, something that was not, you know, prevalent in history, right? So this becomes more important in the 07 crash because basically, although they call it the financial crash of 07 and 09 in the U S really what it was was it was a crash of collateralized debt. So, like I said, continuously offering debt, different institutions offering new debt to new places, and then basically collateralizing it, creating a new like sort of financial pack, creating a new sort of like a, like a financial like product out of it, whether it be like a CDO or anything like that, and then reselling it. So then what happens basically is that when we actually come to head with a debt crisis, everyone gets hit because we have so much collateralized products. And that's really what happened in 07 to 09. So again, what happened there was that we didn't actually fix the problem, specifically in the US, not all other central banks. This is when they really got into the process of really expanding asset buyback programs and diminishing interest rates. This is 0709. So the idea basically was that we're going to do this uh, emergency move globally. A lot of central banks are gonna do this to provide liquidity to the markets so we can have a recovery, right? So the recovery never happened, right? So 07 to 09, we started start doing all these asset buyback programs, right? Um, the recovery never never happens at all. In fact, 2012, 2013, we go through another crash causing us to fucking like create even larger asset buyback programs uh, by the central banks, right? So this is basically what's happening right now. Institutions on a large level are extremely debt laden right? And every time there's a crisis, it basically creates a scenario where there's an opportunity for institutions to paper over this credit, this expanded credit and debt and continue the process. So in my opinion, that's what's happening right now. You take any crisis possible and you milk the shit out of it right because that now essentially allows you to create policies that basically fix issues that you have been like dealing with that were created since like the fucking 1940s right and i think that's what's happening now many an institutions is incredible many institutions incredibly indebted they need to find a way to continue this structure and the best way to do it is to essentially make sure that central banks can paper over losses right so the further you push, like like like, uh, like a panic, right? The more incentive you have to maintain your business operations, right? So I, I think that's what's happening right now. Just my opinion. Another fucking rant. Uh, do with it what you will. Uh, yeah, and I am out.